Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God made man to have dominion over the earth. He gave it into the hand of man and said, here it is, control it. Have dominion over it, over all of the animals, but not just over the animals, over all the earth. And yet if there is anything further from that truth, I cannot imagine what it is. For we all know that we are subject to the earth in every way. Every kind of catastrophe that can possibly be imagined afflicts us. Hurricanes and tornadoes and floods and fires and pestilence of every nature, droughts, uh, you name it, and it has happened to us, and we have experienced it. That doesn't speak of our controlling this world at all, does it? As a matter of fact, it speaks to the very opposite, that the world has suddenly turned tables on us, and it is in control of us. Well, why is this? Why is it that that which God ordained from the creation has not happened, has not taken place? What kind of a world are we living in? A sinful world is exactly right. One that has caused man to lose control of the dominion that was given to him. We do not have any say, or very little say, over what this world is going to to, to do. If a flood strikes, the only thing we can do is get out of its way. We can't say, stop. It'll stop. It It won't happen. We can't have our house catch on fire, and some of us have had that experience. We had a house burn one time. I stood there and watched it burn, and I couldn't order that house to stop burning. I've never been in an earthquake, but I'm confident that if I ever am, there's no way that I'm going to reach out there and stretch forth my hand and command it to stop. But we've lost control over this earth because of the sin that we have committed. But here Jesus gets in a little boat, and the scripture says that his disciples followed him, which disciples ought to do, and that's simply a follow-up on my sermon this morning. If we are a disciple, we follow wherever he goes. He gets in a boat, we get in a boat. He goes to the mountaintop, we go to the mountaintop. We ought to be following wherever the Lord leads. And so his disciples got in the little boat with him. And they launched out into that sea. Uh, I'm not sure whether this was Gennesaret. It probably was. 
The Lord went to sleep. And the scripture says that a great storm arose. Great storm. The Greek word for storm is seismos, S-E-I-S-M-O-S. It's the word from which we get seismograph, which is a term that scientists use in, in measuring certain uh, powers in nature. It literally means a shaking. So there was a great shaking of the, the sea. I've been in a few shakings. Has there ever happened a shaking in your life? A storm hit you with such power that it was shaking you till you thought that you could not possibly survive it. Reflect back on that shaking, if you will. And what your attitude was and what you did during that time of tremendous turmoil. When you perhaps felt like you were not going to survive this one. There have been husbands and wives who have had that kind of shaking. And they neither one thought they were going to survive it. Maybe some of you are in that now, I don't know. There have been some of us, maybe you're one of those, that have, done, that have gone through a financial shaking. When absolutely you were devastated to the place that there was not food, perhaps even put on the next meal for the family. I remember a time or two like that. I'm glad I can't remember many. But we all face our storms. And the question is, why are we afraid? Where are we? We just got on board the ship of, in which Jesus is asleep. Now, if there is any place to be safe, would you not feel safe if you were on board with the Lord? Well, we should be. And here the disciples were on board with the Lord, and he was asleep, and a storm came up, and he didn't wake up. He went right on sleeping. But the disciples were unloading the ship, trying to make it lighter. They were bailing water. They were frantic. They were about to sink. The waves were coming over the ship. They were about to be washed overboard. And here is the Lord, laying down on the ship, asleep. The water's rushing over him. The thunder he has heard. The lightning he has seen. And he is still asleep. Nothing bothered him. And the disciples are scared. What are they going to do? Why was the Lord asleep? He still has the dominion 
of his earth that we lost with the sin of Adam. And the disciples cannot stand up there and say, Peace, be still. But he can. We may not be able to handle our storms. And I think there is an error on our part as Christian people when we try to take care of the problem ourselves. And all at the same time, we're in the ship with the Lord. That is, if you're in the ship. I'm telling you this evening, I'm in the ship. Are you? Then if we're in the ship, why do the storms of life so concern us that we become frantic with fear? That we want run hither and yon. That we can't seem to, to figure out what to do next. We're out of control. I don't know if any of you have ever gone out of control in an automobile. But if you have, you can remember the panic that probably set in pretty quick when you realized there was nothing you could do. You were out of control. Our lives sometimes get to be so devastated by the storms of life that we feel that we're out of control to the point that we're even afraid to go to sleep. I can remember when I was a teenager or younger, probably I was younger, but I went through a period of time that I was afraid to die. I laid awake until my body would not take it anymore and I went to sleep, resisting sleep, because I was afraid that I might not wake up. I don't know how many of you ever went through that. But there are lots of people who go through that experience. And some who ought to go through it because they don't know their destination should they die before they wake. As we have taught our kids to, to pray. I remember when I taught our kids to, to kneel down beside their, their bed and say their nightly prayer. This was one that they learned well. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. And I remember that when, when I prayed that, that I wasn't so sure that I was going to, to sleep so peacefully because I was worried because I did not know or I was not in the ship, one or the other. I didn't know that I was in the ship or I couldn't trust the person who was in the ship. And so what do we do? We try everything. And the Lord Jesus becomes the last resort when he ought to be the first resort. And after the disciples had tried everything they possibly could, they finally went to him and woke him up. And they said, Lord, we're about to sink. Don't you care? And the Lord said, what's all the fuss about? Peace. Still, the storm ceased. 
Go back to Psalms with me and stay back in the book of Psalms for a moment because there's three verses I want to read. Psalm chapter 10. Verse 1. This is the prayer that probably we pray more than we would like to admit. Psalm 10.1 Why standest thou afar off, O Lord? Why hidest thyself in times of trouble? Why do you do that? Master, the tempest is raging. Carest thou not that we perish? You not care? Why are you afraid? Psalm 46. First three verses. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will we not fear. Though the earth be moved, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, and though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, and though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river and streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place, the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and she shall not be moved. God is our refuge and strength even in times of trouble. Psalm 107. Verse 23. I like this. We've talked about now that the disciples are in the ship. Now listen to this. This is a prayer for mariners, for sailors. Or they ought to pray it. They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up to the heaven. They go down again in the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel through and fro, staggering like a drunken man, and are at their wits' end. I only had one experience of that. I went deep sea fishing one time, which was a, was a bad experience. I paid for 18 hours of deep sea fishing, and I was sick, so sick I thought I would die, and hoped I would, and afraid I wouldn't, for 17 of them. I'm telling you the kind that leaned over the side as long as I could, and then I grabbed a hold of the seat in the bottom of the ship, and I held on for dear life till we got back to shore. Because the sea was rough, and I was doing exactly this. I was in the midst of it. And here is a description of man who is reeling to and fro. The waves are coming up, and the waves are going down. And this is the way life is. We experience it. But look at verse 31. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. We serve a loving God. When we're in the midst of our storm, then we ought to be able to withstand it because we have the Lord Jesus on board. Why are you afraid? 
I can't find a logical reason to be fearful, but I am at times. When I ought to be totally and fully putting myself in the hands of the Lord. That's what we as Christian people ought to be capable of doing because he is on board. And the, the uh, disciples woke him up and said, Lord, are you not concerned that we perish? And he simply stood up and said, hush, be still. And the winds quit. He who spoke the world into existence can speak and the storms of our life will cease. But the reason of times they don't is because we don't even bother to wake him up and let him know that we have need of him. We go on trying to row our boat and try to get it to shore and unload it and do all the things that, that man would attempt to do when we have the answer on board. A person who can stand up and speak and it will be done. Jesus said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Why do we not find? Why? Because we do not seek. Because we do not knock. Because we do not ask. And the person who can still the waves and solve our problems is right there in our presence. When our boat rocks, remember, the Lord's on board. The Lord's on board. Shall we pray? Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at james.com sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.